0: Thank mm-hmm. you. know about you but I really enjoy looking into the origin of things Um, whether it be looking at original language and intent and meaning of a text or where colloquialisms come from um, perhaps where where things were invented and the story behind it and how it came to be and who the inventor was Um, I think of this when I think of Thomas Edison. Of course, when we think of a light bulb and the first light bulb, the credit goes to Edison. Um, but the reality is, there, there were a lot of people already working on a light bulb before he even entered the scene. And actually, years before, um, there were a lot of inventors uh, like Humphrey Davy, Frederick de Mullins, J.W. Starr, and Joseph Swan, among others, who already had patents for their light bulbs or for different aspects of a light bulb. And the race was on trying to figure out how to improve it how to make it last longer and be more efficient and whatnot so edison while a genius of an inventor uh joined this race he added to something uh, that was already in existence so the lines get a little blurred when there are multiple cooks but i think origin is important Um, today we're looking at matthew 1 verses 18 to 25 and i think matthew here is uh is trying to make sure that we understand the origins of Jesus and in doing so he's also demonstrating the faith that it took for those involved uh, to walk this out and to make it happen so Matthew 1 verses 18 to 25 now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way when his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit uh, betrothal, betrothal at this time was about a year-long process. Uh, families would agree to marry their, their son and daughter, um, and it was a binding agreement. Uh, it like marriage except without the consummation. Um, so any other advances to anybody else was considered adulterous. Uh, the only way to exit a betrothal would be either through divorce or through death. And if it had been death, the uh, surviving betrothed um, was considered a widow. Um, there are two main reasons why I think it's really important that we understand how this type of engagement work worked. Um, first of all is to understand that since they were not uh, fully married, the expectation was that Mary in this story uh, would have still been a virgin. The second is to understand the serious steps that Joseph would have had to take um, to leave her, and what that would have looked like socially, the connotations that would come would come with that. Verse nineteen. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. We get this little glimpse into the integrity that Joseph had. Um, he was well within his rights to be upset. His betrothed was pregnant, and he would have known that. He had nothing to do with it. So this would be upsetting news, um, but he's so honorable that instead of making it public and and disgracing her in this way, he decides to do it um, quietly. For him, it probably seemed like staying with her was a bit of a lose-lose situation. Either, either he would marry her and feel like he was marrying an adulteress and society would probably look at it that way, or he would be um, seen as an adulterer uh, because she, of course, was pregnant out of wedlock. But then Joseph has this dream. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. I do not fear is a line that we hear from angels a lot when they are interacting with uh, humans often kind of as their their entrance like don't fear that I am an angel don't fear this multitude that's around you Um, in this case I also think it's it's telling it's a line that's telling Joseph that he doesn't need to fear God. For the situation that's happening. He doesn't need to fear society or or the judgment that he may get from his neighbors. And the angel then clears up what's actually going on, explaining that, you know, Mary, Mary has been faithful. It isn't a question of that. This child is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save the people from their sins. Uh, Jesus is the Greek translation of the Hebrew name Yeshua, meaning the Lord saves. Um, And I think it's important to note here that the angel is clear about what the Lord is saving us from. It's not um, just being saved from oppression or from battles, but it's a saving from our sins. Uh, The Jewish people at this time were waiting for this, this strong king that would save them and give them freedom. And so what they were imagining was likely vastly different than what this looked like, than this humble king who was born in a manger. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Um, Andrew went over Isaiah 7 verse 14 yesterday, um, and then we see the fulfillment here in Matthew uh, in today's passage. Um, Again, noting that neither Joseph nor any other human was the biological father. Um, This this was a miracle. This was a fulfillment of prophecy that the Jewish people had been waiting for. And it, it was very important to them. They would have been hearing of this prophecy for years and finally it was being fulfilled. When Joseph woke up from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. This is something I want to get better at. Like Joseph wakes up, and he does what the Lord commanded. Um, I, I want to do better at this. I want to do better at getting instruction, and instead of arguing or like humming and hawing on it, or maybe even just clearly saying no to do what I am commanded to do. Um, I think I think this would take immense faith. For Joseph uh, in the midst of this huge trial of something that socially would be a- unacceptable something like he would have doubts with Mary but he's righteous in God's eyes and so he goes against what seems as common sense and instead of rig- rigidly following the rules of the day he follows what God asks of him so he took Mary as his wife but knew her not until she had given birth to a son and he called his name Jesus I find Joseph very impressive. Um, He believes what this angel had said to him in a dream, um, a dream that no one else would have been a witness to. Um, The neighbors didn't also get this dream, other people in society, Mary's family, but he believes it. And he stays faithful to Mary, um, even though he may have thought, or many would have thought, that either she was an adulterer or he was, uh, there would be all this social stigma around it, but he stays faithful and he marries her right away. And then while he would have been justified to consummate their marriage, um, he refrains. As far as I can tell, the, the angel did not um, instruct Joseph to stay abstinent, uh, but he does. And I think it's important enough here for Matthew to include it in his account that then maybe it's something that we need to pay attention to as well. I think it's a little detail that helps remove any doubt that um, that maybe Joseph could have been the father of Jesus. Um, I think it also fulfills the prophecy not only that there is a virgin conception, but also a virgin birth. Um, and then, by I mean, by exercising the self-control, both Mary and Joseph act as a strong as strong role models um, for purity. This story here is a beautiful account of how Jesus fully God and fully human came to earth, how he left his throne um, to save and to relate and to have relationship with us. I think it's also a brilliant example of how we can live in faith and walk in faith, uh, what faith can look like even though things get messy, um, and how God is continuing to work even though trials seem difficult and impossible at times Um, like Andrew said yesterday Isaiah needed faith um, in order to write the prophecy but then we see that Mary and Joseph also needed faith in order to live it out it was a messy situation but God intervenes and God provides a way Um, he uses Mary and Joseph in shocking ways and they needed faith to walk this out God's gonna do what he says he will do He is faithful, and He is loving, and He has really good things for us. So when He is calling us into something that seems impossible, He is also going to walk through. He is going to provide a way, and then He can be glorified. there's this need for faith that's demonstrated over and over in the Bible again. You hear, by faith Noah, by faith Abraham, we walk by faith, through faith, uh, without faith, have faith. There's so many examples where we're, we're seeing that, yes, we need faith in order to, to walk through what God is calling us to do. So it seems only fitting that those who are entrusted with Jesus as a baby also needed faith in order to live that out. Uh, today, I'd love for you to take some time to reflect if, if God is calling you um, to do something that does take immense faith, and then I'd like you to reflect on how you're going to choose to respond. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you that you are so good. Thank you that you are trustworthy, and we can, we can put our faith in you knowing that you will do things greater than we can expect, things greater than we can even imagine, Lord, you have good things for us. And when you call us um, to do hard things, you will provide a way and you will walk with us. You're not going to lead us somewhere and abandon us, but you are good and you are faithful. Help us to be bold in our faith. Help us to walk well and to pursue you with everything that we have because you are worth it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.